0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives.
1: This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Eliza Gear. Here with me today is my colleague, Dr. Kevin Yuen. So let's dive into a case. Dr. Yuan, we have a 40-year-old man who's been diagnosed with acromegaly, He has an invasive macroadenoma. He undergoes transoidal surgery and pathology shows that it's a sparsely granulated tumor. After surgery, he has a very high IGF-1 level. So we also know that he's been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, but it's well controlled. So which treatments would you consider for this patient and why?
2: Thank you, Dr. Gere. This sounds like uh, an interesting and uh, complicated patient. So for starters, I think that the fact that he has an invasive macroadenoma, and the fact that he has a pathology that is sparsely granulated with high post-op IGF-1 makes it a challenging patient. So um, in terms of uh, treatment options, obviously, um, given the fact that he continues to have I- high IGF-1, uh, medical therapy, or perhaps maybe even radio radiotherapy, but regardless of whether radiotherapy or not, medical therapy needs to be considered given the fact that radiotherapy takes time for it to work. So we certainly have three options, I guess. You have the first generation somatostatin receptor ligands, such as octreotide and landreotide. We also have the second generation bazirotide LAR, and also the growth hormone receptor antagonist pec I think given the fact that this is an invasive macrodinoma with a high IGF-1, certainly there is a a possibility that the disease is going to be difficult to manage. And I think what we could do is to consider a somastatin receptor ligand. And this is because it can work by potentially reducing the tumor size and potentially lowering the IGF-1. However, I think after trying him on um, the um, first generation somastatin receptor ligands, I've got some bad news in that uh his biochemical control remains suboptimal uh, with persistent symptoms and also the fact that he may have some uh, adverse events. So I think we have to then consider thinking about what are our options next uh, and certainly maybe even either increasing the current dose or perhaps considering combination therapy or switching the patient to. Uh, another agent completely.
1: Yeah, so I, I, these are um, some good possibilities. So it sounds like he's had sort of a suboptimal response to a first-generation SRL, which I guess is not surprising because he has a sparsely granulated tumor, and we know those tumors don't respond as well to first-generation SRLs. If he's really not receiving benefit in terms of IGF-1 reduction and symptom management, then we may consider just switching to a second-generation SRL, passoreatide, since we know that patients who have not responded to first-generation SRLs, about 15 to 20% of them will receive control in terms of IGF-1 levels from passoreatide and that the sparsely granulated tumors tend to respond better to passoreatide. It's also reassuring that He has well-controlled diabetes because we know that pessaryotide may cause diabetes or hyperglycemia um, and that's a significant risk uh, with that medication. So I would suggest possibly you know, if he's not receiving any benefit from first-generation SRL switching to passereotide, if he still needs further, you know, control on passereotide, then we could consider combination therapy. So if he's received some benefit from passereotide, we could add pegvisomant, And we know that the benefit of continuing an SRL with pegvisomant is that we can then hopefully use lower doses of pegvisomant, And there was the recent study by Vivian Bonner that looked at you know low doses of SRL plus weekly pegvisomant and showed very good outcomes in terms of both you know being an efficacious treatment regimen, but also it was you know a lower cost than other treatment regimens. So that's something else to consider is if he has large tumor volume but some symptom or IGF one control from pazopanide, we could add pegvisomant, and we can also consider other combinations. You know. Uh, but it, it sounds like he may need passereotide, and then if passereotide is not effective, either switching to another therapy or adding on uh, pegvisomant to passereotide might be a good option for this patient. Well, this has been a brief but great discussion. We hope you'll put these tips into practice. Thanks for tuning in.
0: You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com prova. Thank you for listening.